Okay, so I don't know what, but the only thing I seem to be able to record these days is when we're in ceremony. So I'm recording again because we're in ceremony and we were making an unholy racket a while ago. I thought it would be suitable for recording. Um, and then uh, we had a pause. We had a hard pause from the temple participants because, you know, consent matters. And Thank you. if someone isn't feeling like they want to be observed, then we got to respect that. It's especially when we're in temple space. When we're in such a sacred, delicate, tender healing space, we don't want to um, bridge gap, um, breach gaps. You know, we don't want to. We don't want to encroach over our own territory in the temple, and so even if you're feeling the call to do something spiritually, if the other people around you are not feeling the call to do that or to engage in that then the thing to do in grace is to have preference for one another and to really, if you have the capacity to set your own impulses or needs aside and have preference for the other person in, in temple service with you and in their experience, if a desire, wish, and need is expressed and you can meet it or accommodate it or make space for it in some capacity, then that's what we're called to do as um, sp spiritually and emotionally mature individuals. So that's what happened. I really, really thought like, hey, we should be recording this shit. It's so intense and it's so like auditory. A lot of it's auditory. We're doing a lot of like gesticulation, clapping, gesturing, vocalizations, um, spontaneous verbal channel, uh, what some people call glossolalia, light language, that kind of thing, toning, um, song downloads you know like you know the whole nine we, we're having all that kind of action going on and it just was not something for the record i guess it was something just for us for temple space for our own experience or relationships or communion with spirit and so we let it be we let it lie and then the next thing that uh presented in that space that we left to not observe was more doing and the doing was the building of an altar Specifically, uh, crystal, stone, divination, healing mandala. Um, or sitting in the crystal energy of these stones that we've cast. Um, and it's a shared divination. Juliet, she laid stones. I, myself, laid stones. Actually, we should say hope because we're in ceremony and I want to use your ceremonial name. So... My beautiful temple sister Hope laid some stones and I laid some stones and some other icons. We've had a flame. We've had the fire extinguished. We're sitting in the smoke baptism. And um, I can't tell you the order the cards fell in because I was in my own preparations and I wasn't observing the order that they fell. Um, and I can't tell you for sure that we won't have more cards make an appearance. It just feels like there might be a couple more clarifiers called forth as we examine but right now what we have is an affirmation we got the double thumbs up and uh so i'll tell you the decks we're working with today are kim cran's deck um the wild unknown tarot and the wild unknown animal spirit oracle deck those are the two decks that we have um at our dispatch today. Uh, 
So, uh, it looks like t 10 cards have fallen so far. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah, so it's not laid in a Celtic cross or nothing, but we do have 10 cards. Um, and it's... Seven for the chakras. Three for the field. Huh. Okay, so three for the field, body, mind, and spirit. I like that. So bear for the body, lamb for the mind, golden egg for the spirit. That's what we got. If you want to look these cards up um, online, Kim Kranz has an account, but you can always just do a Google search with the author's name and the, the tarot card title or the oracle card title. And most of the helpful humans have uploaded um, visuals and sometimes they even have the text somewhere people like do blog reports on all this stuff and so I, I've literally never found a card that I've worked with that I haven't been able to find a digital representation of online that I could do a deeper dive on and learn more about what um, that card was symbolizing or what have you so yeah we've got bear for body let's start there hey that kind of rhymes All right, Juliet is doing some good breathing, running some energy for us. And we're not really expecting much English out of her today because it's just, you know, some days are better for English than others. And I super resonate with that because there are days where I communicate mostly via emojis, GIFs, and um, music clips, you know? That's the autistic neurology at work, I'm pretty sure. When the emotions flow, the language centers go dark. That's We can see that on the MRI machines. Okay, bear for body, waking from spiritual slumber, beginning anew. Oh, it sounds like we're getting a little nudge, a post-New Year nudge to our routines. After a long winter, the bear arises from deep slumber. At first, the movement and effort is difficult, but the bear knows it's time to awaken and move toward the dawning light. The bear card represents an individual on the cusp of new directions and personal transformation. The initial weeks and months of the spiritual quest may feel tricky, cumbersome, and full of obstacles. But you have no choice, bear. Winter rains and the warmth of spring emerges and the journey of your transformation begins. I mean, this is a perfect card to have right now because we're midwinter. We're coming up on new moon, Ash Wednesday, preparations for Lent, getting ready to release things and even if you're not catholic i will just say that people that do collective ritual you know muslims that all fast together for ramadan buddhists that do um water blessings in unison preparing for new year jews that all get a penitent heart the same sabbath each year it's just there's something in the collective energy that supports agreement and the more collective agreement we have the more support you have for the efforts that you're doing. And it's, it doesn't mean that you can't do any of these works or efforts at any time of the year. That's why the wheel of the year is a circle. That's why it's divided into four quarters. That's why there's eight sabbats. You know, that's why there's 13 moons. That's why there's 12 astrology signs, unless you count a fucus. Because any way you pay attention is a good way to start. And so this way, this day, the way that we're saying to pay attention is pay attention to your body Think like bear coming out of slumber. Understand that you are depleted. It is winter. 
You might be cranky, cranky, grouchy. You might be hangry. While you rebuild your body from the medicine of neglect that is wintertime. Okay? I think that's pretty much it. When in balance, bear feels inner strength and yearning to grow. When out of balance, you feel withdrawal, lethargy, and heaviness. So to bring it into balance, you need movement and exercise. It's hard when you first come out of that cave. It's squinty. There's not a lot to grow, you know, growing yet. It's not a lot, not a lot to eat available. It's cranky time, but it's necessary because soon the berries will be ripe. Soon the salmon will be swimming. Soon you'll be fattening up again for next winter and your big, big rest. So right now is the time for body work. Right now is the time for rededication to your own personal focus because the time to rest and hibernate and slumber comes again. That's why it's a wheel. That's why it's a circle. Okay, that's body. Mind is lamb. So our thoughts, boy, I think we need some peace. I think we need to let go of sacrifice. I think we need to be still. Let's see what Kim says about lamb. Lamb, lamb, lamb I am. I am lamb, lamb I am. <laughs> no meat? Okay, we have lamb. That's what I think when I think lamb. I think <laughs> Greek vegetarian. Okay, peaceful, prophetic, and patient. All right, I love an alliterative phrase. The lamb is the bearer of an important message. Okay, so cont contemplation time, guys. The, the lamb is a bearer of an important message. Its contents can only be heard when a deep level of quiet has been established. Lamb energy is the honest guidance you hear from an old friend, a young child, or sometimes a surprising stranger. Though the lamb's message may channel through another person, the wisdom resonates within you. It will repeat and reverberate until you listen. Approach this gentle creature with utmost patience and reverence. Truth is a gift. Sit still, listen, receive. So think of a lamb sitting in a field waiting for their mother to come back and, and release them. In other words, when a predator is close, when the, the smoke of fear wafts through the field, the animals lay down. They park it. They get short and small. And they just sit and listen for the safe sign. Because a lamb is not going to beat a cheetah in a foot race. You hear me, people? This is strategy. <laughs> okay? And if a president says it, so can I. So there you go. Uh, when lamb is in balance, you feel knowingness and inner peace. When lamb is out of balance, you feel quiet, timid, and concerned. So your lamb is resting and listening, but you're not fearful. It's like, you know military person marching through the woods listening to their scout or lead man or person behind they're at the ready but they are not in a fear space they're in a readiness space and a contemplation and a listening space that's where we are with lamb balanced to bring it into balance we do meditation and listening okay meditation listening that's mental lamb that's the mind right now spirit says gold and egg and i mean is just is there a better prize do you just want would it would you rather have a gold star I think golden eggs are better because you can make an omelet with a golden egg. If you ate an omelet made with a golden egg, I think you might turn into King Midas. But like a good version where you don't fuck everything up. Okay. 
Message at the center of the heart, the unstruck sound. Oh, I like that one. I forgot that that's what that meant, the unstruck sound. I really like that. Think about that. Think about a bell just sitting there that hasn't rung yet. That's the golden egg. It's a, it's a bell that's waiting to ring. It's a bell that's waiting to be rung. It's potential. It's seed. Barbara's unicorn bell. We like that. Maybe I'll read unicorn. That'll be the missing 11th card. And we might get a 12th and a 13th to boot. Within the golden egg lives a precious sound. Deep within that sound resides a message. The sound cannot be heard nor the message discerned until we retreat from the noise of modern day life. The magical essence of the golden egg needs warmth, quiet, and time to unfold. No rushing, pushing, or grasping. Find a place of deep and restful ease, perhaps through yoga nidra or meditation. If you do not yet have a meditation practice, take some time for introspection or contemplation. When the mind begins to settle and the breath is calm, ask the question that weighs heaviest on your heart. Staying open to any response you hear. Engaging with the energy of the golden egg is an advanced practice. It requires becoming intimate with our very essence and comfortable with vulnerability. When a feeling of tenderness or gratitude arises from deep within you, know that you are well on your way. Your chest may swell like you are seeing an old friend that's been away for a long, long time. Listen to the message they've been waiting to tell you. The golden egg is associated with the fourth chakra, the subtle essence of the golden egg is nestled deep within the heart center at the fourth chakra. This chakra, called Anahata, is the home of the self or soul. So can you get a more on-point card for your spirit? Could you? I mean, your spirit is in your heart, your heart is in your spirit. There you go. By bringing the mind into this center, we discover a portal to the most intimate and luminous space. It is said our inner guide sits there in deep meditation waiting for us. Anahata translates as the unstruck sound. That is some big potentials. I want to read the unicorn because they showed up in the reading even without the card. I'll uh, find the card later and put it down unless you want to pull it for me. Miss Hope, well, can yes. you find the unicorn? card out of the animal spirit deck? Yes. Thank you. So unicorn is one of the spiritual animals. And oh, of course. Under frog, and I've been doing frog pose all day. Okay, that's the, the 11th and 12th. We probably just need one more at some point. Okay. I love unicorn. Ooh, cobra. That's another good pose. If you do if you do frog and you do cobra, your spine will be really healthy. If you can go back and forth between those two yoga positions. So look up cobra yoga position and frog yoga position and see if you can't contort your body into some approximation even with modifications modifications and accommodations i encourage 
I, I started with Savasana. I started with laying flat on my back and going, am I doing it guys? This is my first yoga. I don't do classes because classes are bullshit in my opinion. Other people, maybe they like them, but no. For yoga, just do it yourself. Breathe into your body and your spirit will tell you which way to move it. And then you'll find out afterwards what the significance of it is in uh, the yoga system if you're curious. But usually it's the same as what your body already told you. Okay, that was a big ramble. Sorry, guys. Okay, unicorn is reconnecting to higher wisdom or divinity. Difficult to see, hear, or think of a unicorn without immediately questioning if it's real. Did they ever exist? Perhaps long, long ago, the mind answers maybe, or it could be, or no way. This very contemplation explains our relationship to divinity and encapsulates our wavering belief in the unicorn. We wonder what divinity is. We wonder where our intuition comes from and if we can really trust it. We think about a higher power and our mind hesitates between yes, no, and maybe. Is it male or female? Does it have a name? Is it just a feeling? The unicorn card appears and wakes us up to curiosity about the higher self and the divine. It is a card of questioning, exploring, and contemplating the inexplicable. The mind's eye knows there is something beyond our day-to-day -day life, a deeper dimension to our experience. The mind's eye reaches and reaches and reaches out to grasp something more. You are the unicorn and you have begun your quest for the answers. Well, that's very encouraging. I like this one. The unicorn in the sixth chakra, it's no surprise the subtle essence of the unicorn card resides at the third eye. So think about like the third eye where it generates from the middle of your forehead. Yep. Unicorn. The exact place from which the unicorn's horn extends. This center is called the Ajna chakra or command center. The ancient yogis believed it to be responsible for our intellect, intuition, and deepest wisdom. Some say our two eyes see the past and present, while this third eye peers into the future. Oh, well, there you go. Unicorn for the future, golden egg for now. Potential future is unicorn. That makes sense. I love how sensible these cards are sometimes. Well, all the time. When I interpret them sensibly, they make more sense. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of information. Okay. Um, the last one I want to talk about before we go into the sevens of the chakra frog. I mean, I mentioned cobra and frog briefly as bodywork. What I think I might do is just give you a few keywords on those two. Otherwise, this reading is going to turn into like a gargantuan mammoth, overly long winded gas bag of a reading. And nobody likes that. We like bullet points. We like short and sweet and to the point. We like one and done. We like being able to just say, yeah, that's it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Frog is clearing, cleansing, and healing. Oh, hell yes. That sounds like something you need after you come out of hibernation. When frog is in balance, you have clear energy and enthusiasm for life. When it's out of balance, you feel depleted or running on empty. To bring it into balance, spend time in the lake, the river, the ocean, or the bathhouse. Gee, where do we spend like 99% of our days? <laughs> in the tide pools or the bathtub, right? Or the sauna. You're either steaming your vag or your face or your mm -hmm. ass. Or, or ice bath. Wim Hof. You can totally do the Wim Hof thing. Uh -huh. Or Wim Hof. I don't know if it's Wim Hof or Wim Hof, whatever. 
cold, what I'm saying is cold therapy, hot therapy, temperature change, all that stuff is good. It's good for your system. And Cobra is a fire, is it? Ding, <laughs> ding, it stopped recording because it was 3.03, ding, ding, ding. All right, so Cobra is about pausing, waiting, <laughs> and the inner teacher. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, <laughs> like, I have heard, I've heard too many times in the past week, especially from every reader, you can't make this shit up, people. That exact <laughs> sentence, everybody said, like, you can't make this shit up, people. I mean, you could if you had a time machine like Bill and Ted and you kept going back and playing tricks on yourself, which is basically what we're doing because we're an iterative experience and we're just our own higher self playing jokes on ourselves. And, yeah, okay, pausing, waiting, and the inner teacher. A student, when, when your Cobra energy is in balance, you feel like a student of life. You feel humble and wise. When it's out of balance, you feel like a know-it-all. And Uncle Pee-Pee. Or egocentric. Well, good thing we have a toilet free because, you know, sometimes that's not always the case in a one-bathroom household. So bring it into balance. Take a class or, or study. Take a class or study. So we got a lot just from the animals, and we haven't even talked about the tarot cards yet, you guys. Oh, my howdy. But that's okay, because I think we can get through the, the tarot cards a lot quicker. I feel like they're more relational. I feel like the tarot cards are tuning focus into each of the chakras just because she pulled seven of them. So whenever I see seven, I just think the seven main chakras that everybody likes to talk about that are their favorite. My favorite is the ninth, but nobody hardly talks about that one except me and Juliet. Just like... Me and Juliet. Where is the other tarot book? Oh, <laughs> right here underneath my phone. How convenient. Okay, so the seven cards that landed. Son of Cups, the Emperor, Daughter of Cups, the Moon, Ten of Cups, Eight of pentacles and the hermit so those are the seven tarot cards or tarot cards however you prefer to pronounce that particular particular word she's having a great time in the bathroom i don't know if you guys can hear it but she's just yucking it up in there it must be hysterical pee all right um i don't know if these are going to be top down or bottom up it doesn't matter. This is what I'll say. I'm going to just really one and done this shit. I'm going to like Archangel, Haniel, Quantum, Possibilities, bamboozle this reading by telling all y'all that each one of these cards has a role or association or interaction with one of your main seven chakras over the next period of time. You could say the next moon, the next half moon, the next month, the next season, whatever, you know, time label you want to slap on this reading. I'm going to say for the next period of time, each one of these seven cards is associated with one of your seven chakras. And if you're listening to the medicine that comes through in the reading, you'll know where the bandage goes. In other words, you'll know which one's a topical ointment and which one's in, uh, you know, 
a tincture and which one's, a, you know, something you're going to inhale. You know where the medicine goes. I'm not going to tell you. I don't get all up in your business that way. The medicine's here. You know where to put it. That's that. She's really inappropriate with, with like, the, with the, just swallow it. Just, or don't. Oh, my God. Just, she's incorrigible. She's the actual, literal definition of incorrigible. And she says she's a Gemini. I don't believe it. I want to see her birth certificate because if she's not a Scorpio, I'll eat my hat. Because she just can't stay away from the double entendre. <laughs> Pay her cash money. Oh my God. You're going to do a somersault. <laughs> Careful. Don't land on the unicorn oh, bell. Shit. That would be scary and bad. You oh my God. Like... My body just undulated in a real... Okay, I got to go. That's the frog. Chill out, man. You're fine. I went to frog pose with that. You almost that. did. Because frog is here and I told you. Do cobra now. That way. <laughs> You'll feel better. Oh my God. Your definition of incorrigible. Remind everyone of your chronicle. How many laps have you taken, Juliet? How many laps around the sun has Miss Hope, the chortling giggler, who can't handle a age 12 penile humor <laughs> for five minutes? Go ahead. Tell them how many laps. How many laps you had? 49. And, and a bit? And a piece? And so wait, wait, what month are we in? February? February. You're almost here. <laughs> 48. No, you're not. You're going to be 49? Yeah. You're going to be 49. Yeah. You're almost to your 49. I'm trying to be precise. I'm confused. Uh, well, spiral. I want to say 48 the point eight, is, eight months. Four, she's four, deep eight. in her crone and acting like she hadn't even had her menarch yet is what I'm saying. <laughs> Why do we sound like penguin now? I'm going to oh, read about me, Son of Cups, okay? Let me dump my cup. Yeah, you dump your cup, and I'm going to read about Son of Cups. In Kim's system, Son of Cups is presented by a lovely swan figure, and there's a single, um, like, it looks like a goblet, almost like a traditional, like a churchy, medieval-looking thing, goblet-type thing, and it has, like, dark rainbow light sparkling out of it. I don't know how to describe it other than it looks like if rainbows were made out of black light and then they sketched it with watercolors. There, that's a good description for that picture. So, Son of Cups is about being artistic and introspective. Like all the Cups family, the son truly excels within the arts. He's usually a musician or a visual artist of some kind and finds success within his field. His natural tendency to look inward adds to his charm and mystique. To others, he may seem secretive and even peaceful. Well, deep inside, he carries a dark kernel of intensity. So there you go. That sounds like some music medicine. Maybe doing some art. That could be healing to one of your chakras. It is. You just have to tell me which one. Leave a comment in the thread or whatever. I don't know where you leave comments in these types of things. Okay. We also have... Daughter of Cups, since we're right here. They're not very close together in the reading, though, I'll tell you. They're, they're uh, kind of flanking the field. So the Daughter of Cups is, again, a swan image, but it looks like she's floating in a, a, a um, pond, and there's ripples that are her, like, reflection is like a spectrum of color, like a rainbow. 
Um, and then hovering behind her in the background is a single solid shadow goblet. So Daughter of Cups is about creative, emotional energy. Creative energy abounds from the Daughter of Cups. She's romantic, artistic, and easily inspired by her surroundings. A true dreamer by nature, she struggles to stay grounded or to deal with any harsh realities that come her way. Conflict of any kind is very disturbing to this gentle creature. So it sounds like the medicine for here is to avoid conflict. Sounds good to me. Definitely <clears throat> avoiding definitely, definitely right now. Um, conflict in order to stay grounded. All right. We also got the emperor. And the funny thing about the emperor is, is when she casts down the moon card, I looked at it in my peripheral field of vision and I thought, thought it was the emperor at first because the two cards kind of look like negative versions of each other field of darkness with a tree field of light with a dark tree you know it's silhouette tree but just sort of the negative spaces inverted on those two cards and it just so happened that she had also pulled the emperor card but it was flipped over and so i don't know what that means except for that it's like double highlight underline that the emperor is important so we got a lot of major arcana in, and court cards in this reading. I mean, it's more than half the deck. I mean, more than half the reading is either court cards or major arcana. We've got the moon, the hermit, and the emperor, and we have the daughter of cups and son of cups. Out of seven cards, five of them are either major or court. So again, double highlight, underline. This is important information. The universe made this happen, especially since you should know I don't, pull cards often these days like at all much lately so there's some reason why these cards are coming out and yakking at you through this portal because it's not a frequent occurrence these days so the emperor is about protection stability and the father so daddy issues the emperor is the father He's the tarot's perfect counterpart to the empress. He represents the side of you that's protective, decisive, and truly stable. He brings clarity of mind, and this in turn leads to actions or decisions. Sometimes this card is literal and points to a paternal relationship in your life. At other times, it suggests reconnecting with the part of you that stands strong and tall and knows just what to do. With help from the sun, the emperor can see for miles and miles. Looks like perspective. And I just noticed another thing in this image. It's sort of like it looks like an eclipsed sun or a darkened moon. It's like a black circle, but there's a corona around it of like red and orange and, you know, flamey colors. So makes me feel like new moon. I don't know. I don't know why, but emperor feels like new moon. So take that as you will. So we also have the moon, speaking of, and the moon card is represented by a dark night, a yellow crescent moon, very like extreme looking crescent, and then two large uh, like pine or conifer or cedar type trees, very tall, vertical looking, you know, flanking either side of this crescent moon. And as soon as I find the actual text. I'll read it to you instead of just yammering about it. It's somewhere in here. The page is sticking together. Here it is. Vivid dreams and fears. In many ways, the moon card encompasses the idea of the wild unknown, 
It is the shadow realm, the place where dreams, fears, and mystery are born. Much darkness can linger here. If you aren't careful, this can lead to periods of anxiety and self-doubt, almost as though you've lost your way in a house of mirrors. Many great artists have roamed this inner landscape. It's where imagination and creativity drift freely upon the midnight air. That's lovely. That's good medicine for one of your chakras. I wonder which one is good medicine for me. Well, that's a contemplation for another time. Right now I'm in general energy, not looking for my specific download. That would be selfish. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? The hermit is about solitude and meditation. The idea of being a hermit is not supported in our society, but in the realm of Tarot, they are the most celebrated and valued creatures. I love a good hermit. I'll tell you what. I love a good hermit season, and I love a good hermit personality. <clears throat> Through meditation, solitude, and stillness, they bring wisdom to all. When this card appears, it's time to step back from the business of the day-to-day -day life and focus on your inner realm. Become more self-aware. If you're intrigued by meditation, start now. Spend time by yourself. Your inner fire is ready to be lit, and it will shine for all to see. Oh, that's lovely. I told you I love permit. Okay, so Ten of Cups. I mean, if you don't know that Ten of Cups is victory, you can tell just by looking at the image on this card. It looks like a bunch of pot lights, you know, but they're really like goblets pouring liquid rainbows out like laser beams. It really does look like a rainbow sky net exchange of color, and it's fabulous. And I just, yeah, it's beautiful. I love Kim Cran's work, and if you don't have her stuff in your radius i would recommend trying to engage somehow follow her on instagram if you feel like you don't want to actually buy the deck or whatever but her art and and messaging is extremely powerful and healing ten of cups is about radiating energy the ten of cups overflows with positivity your goals are being realized and the excitement surrounding you is magnetic to others you may feel as though light or color radiates outward from you almost like you're shining Experience sensations like this with an open and joyful heart. Do not doubt this power. So Ten of Cups is victory. I mean, it's it. Since we got Ten of Cups, Daughter of Cups, Son of Cups, I feel like there's something like wishes granted, guys. Whatever your wishes are, it's on its way to you. It's already happening. Like get get ready to receive what. Prepare yourself to receive whatever the big ask is that you have pending with the universe. Like it's sort of like a print order. They got sent to the queue and it's just been stagnating because, you know, there was a printer error, like we needed a new bit of software to run. And like all of a sudden somebody rebooted it and the universe is just like spitting out manifestation miracles right now. Just like, so like get ready to receive your miracles, what 10 of cups means basically. Well, this whole reading means that this whole reading means get ready because you're about to receive more abundance than you can possibly even envision in your jellyfish brain because humans struggle with perspective. And so this message is really saying, no, really, guys, get ready. Because eight of pentacles means craftsmanship and skill. That means your skills, your craftsmanship is about to go to work. Whatever you're best at, Whatever you're here to be and do and have, you are and are getting and are doing and are 
like it's rolling in like a wave. The spider, a true master of her craft, she weaves against all odds with skill, intricacy, and confidence. The eight of pentacles requires a similar approach. Hone your skills. You are close to finding mastery at your craft, so strive for it. Pay attention to all the details. In some cases, discard means you need to find a new hobby, something you truly enjoy. Start a project. Become good at it. Grandmother spider carries fire. Okay? Grandmother spider carries fire. Light your inner fire. Spend time in contemplation. Get your body ready. Get your rituals right. Get your sleep correct. Think about fasting. And think about fasting not just in terms of food or water or alcohol. Fast in other things. Fast from negative thoughts. Fast from judgment. Fast from um, criticism. Fast from complaining. Fast from uh, fantasizing unreasonably. Fast from uh, casting doubts upon others. Fast from pain. Fast from wallowing in your own misery. Fast from gossip. Fast from clapbacks. You know what I mean? Like, fast from clapbacks. That's a good one. Let's fast from that for a while. The internet could use a fast... A fasting from clapbacks. It's time to prepare. It's time to go in. It's time to listen. And it's time to rebuild yourself. It's time. Okay, and that's our time because I'm about to have a, a Truman rumbling through. And getting consent for him for recording is always an interesting component, so... I'm going to ring my barber bell one more time. Yeah, just that little one was good. I like that one. And um, I think that's pretty much it, unless Miss Hope wants to add anything. Yep. My darling. Hi, darling. I think that's it. So we will just say... For um, Honestly Juliet and Roadside Shaman, Fireside Chats, this has been an audio ceremony, um, quantum reading, stones and cards, healing for you all. And we'll see you next time. We'll say Chukma Chipisalacho, which means hello, I will see you as the Chickasaw have no word for goodbye. And Chihololi means I love you. So I'll say that too. Chihololi. 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 means I love you like you love me. Like one, four, three. Chihololi. Chihololi. Okay. Love you guys. Laters.